0: He was drafted in 1976. He went uh, round. let me see here, let me make sure I get this right. He was drafted in the sixth round. He was the 161st draft. He was the 161st pick. And look at the life that this guy made for himself because he's a hard worker and he's smart. How many guys go to Harvard and play football? Are you kidding me? He should be running this organization. Ladies and gentlemen, the new coach of your Chicago Bears, Dan Jiggins. <laughs> nice. <All right. laughs> Congratulations on the job, coach. But yeah.
1: Thanks very much. Appreciate it.
0: You know what I say? Why not? Uh, right? Oh, well,
1: you know, because I'm not qualified to be the head coach of the Bears, that's probably why. But we
0: haven't had that in
1: years. <laughs> Yeah, take it easy now. Yeah, take it easy.
0: Dan Jiggins is here, good old number 62 for the beloved. Dan, um, you know, we look at the candidates, and it seems to Mm -hmm. me, you know, the the word being bandied about is diversity. Um, So Leslie Frazier, former Bear, is there. Uh, Mm -hmm. Chico, Ron Rivera, is there. Mm -hmm. Um, Mike Singletary is there. But when you mention these three guys, I think of hard-nosed, hard-working, old-school coaches. Can a coach like that come in and work with today's I mean, I hate to say it, but this is a prima donna player nowadays, and can can that mentality mesh?
1: Oh, there's no question they can mesh. Uh, you know, Jim Harbaugh, the same thing. You know, Jim's a pretty hard-nosed guy. Uh, Jeff Fisher was pretty much that way when he was a head coach in the NFL. You know, we're talking about a lot of former Bears that, you know, were head coaches or, or are head coaches in, in the NFL. It's pretty interesting. None of them ever, I don't think, interviewed here uh, through all of that time, but... Uh, yeah, you know, you can have that same kind of approach and mentality. And I think that, uh, you know, one of the, uh, you know, probably one of the best examples of it right now is somebody like Mike Tomlin. Uh, you know, 15 years, he's never had a losing season uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, Super Bowl appearances and Super Bowl victories. Uh, so, yeah, you know, that straightforward approach can work. It's all about, number one, the head coach's approach to it, but number two, his assistants and, and how they also address the players. But players want to be led. I think that's the most important thing that, you know, you can remember uh, if you're talking about being a, a head coach and, you know, your assistant coaches in general. They, they want to be able to, you know, to say, yeah, I, I got better today. And, and you have to help them get better every day. And that should be the focus of, you know, uh, your coaching search is can you find that person who, along with his assistants, again, because there's only one head coach. The rest of the guys do all the dirty work, really, in dealing with players day in and day out and developing players, uh, you know, from the standpoint of who you draft and all the rest of that. So, uh, you know, that's the most important thing is to get the staff right uh, and get the head coaching position squared away. And and that's what I hope they do um, with this situation. I know, uh, you know, it was the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and thinking and looking for a different result and it's not going to happen. One of the good things is that I think that they did was uh, consult with Bill Polian. I had the good fortune to work with Bill, uh, along with Marv Levy and uh, the late John Butler, and another guy named Charlie Army, who ended up um, uh, as the assistant general manager of the Rams back in the day. Uh, But we were all together with the Blitz here in Chicago, and and I know Bill Polian knows football, and he knows the personnel of football. So, uh, you know, I was glad to see that, and I was hoping that they would also include... Uh, Marv Levy in those conversations. Yeah, Marv's like you know ninety years old now. Marv's Sharp is a whip. He's, he's sharper than I ever, have ever been. So you know, I was I would hope that they would have gotten you know an opportunity to sit down with him as well because he's living back here in his hometown.
0: So Dan, do you think a coach needs to have played football in order to be a good coach?
1: Uh, no, uh, you know I, I don't think you have to have played on, on the professional level, but I think it's extremely helpful if you played on some level, uh, you know, be that, you know, college or, you know, even if you were in the CFL, uh, it, it, it helps to play the game. There's no question about that.
0: What do you think about the press conference yesterday? Uh, you know, I know it's a Zoom conference. I know without people being in front of you, you may get a little bit loose with your words. What in the heck was McCaskey doing getting into a tete-tete with with Olin Krutz, one of the beloved, one of the toughest guys to ever play the game, a certain Hall of Famer? Why... I mean, I mean, it's, I know it's word for word here, and who do we believe? But I mean, I got to stay with Olin on
1: this. Yeah, you know, and I, I, I don't want to get distracted by that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think that uh, you know what I, I've known Olin for quite some time. No, Olin, Olin is one of those guys that's very direct. He's going to tell you exactly what he thinks, and there's not going to be too much, you know, in between a gray yeah. area. Yeah, and uh, and and he's usually right. So uh, I, I don't know what that was all about. You know, I do think that, you know, probably he did ask them, you know, if he could help. Why? Because that's what, you know, guys who play for this team want to do. And I think that the, the biggest part of that should have been, you know, maybe George addressing, you know, a conversation and having a conversation with former players. I'm not talking about myself. You know, former players, right. a, a group of guys that you really respect and want to hear from, sit down and talk to them as well because a lot of them in this area – uh, that, you know, just decide to make Chicago their own. And, and, and they should have done that as well. Uh, you know, and, and in this decision uh, to, to fire the general manager and the head coach wasn't made yesterday or, or the day before. You know, this is a decision that I'm sure they started looking at at the beginning of the season. Uh, if, you know, if things start to go off the rails, you know, you gotta, you know, you got to be forward-thinking in the business if you want to try to survive and succeed. And, you know, they probably should have started having conversations back then uh, even last off season, you're looking at people and seeing who they thought was going to be the next guy, you know, or the, the next general manager, the next uh, head coach, just in case you know things don't go well, uh, because you know certainly if you look at the trends, you know it wasn't going in the right direction.
0: So, is there a front runner? Uh,
1: no, I don't think so. Uh, you know, you know, I've I've seen some of the names that have, have been mentioned oh, about. Erica. And I, and he said,
0: (laughs) Ditka, (laughs) Ditka, coach Ditka.
1: You know what? You know, you guys, that's a a great question at the beginning. Uh, Can uh, the organization handle, you know, a a big personality? Uh, Certainly Mike was that way. You know, then again, we had Coach Alice here, who was an even bigger personality when Mike was hired. Uh, But I I think that that probably, if they look at it in all honesty, that's probably one of the things that they've been afraid of. And if you're afraid of something and you're in that position, then maybe that's the thing you ought to try to address and and go after. This is a Uh, big personality town. Go out and get somebody. Exactly. And, and, you know, but I I think that the most important thing, the most important thing is that the person that you hire, uh, number one, uh, should probably come from your general manager. So the number one thing is to hire somebody you feel very comfortable with as your general manager. And and not necessarily you feel comfortable because you know you, you, you like the, the you know the cut of his jib or whatever. <laughs> Find somebody that knows what they're doing, and that's where I think Bill Polling can be extremely helpful. Because you look at Bill's background, I mean, it's it's uh, you know he's got a tremendous background. And I remember sitting down and having conversations with him going all the way back, uh, you know, to when we were here in Chicago with the Blitz. And and Bill's one of those guys that is like an encyclopedia of the National Football League. And for those people that are saying, well, you know what? He's been out of the league for 10 years now. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> well, buddy, we got
0: to live it there. I know, I know if I talk to you for more than eight minutes, your fee goes way up. So, uh, Dan Jiggins, <laughs> buddy, I appreciate you. We'll keep in touch, okay? All right, man. Be good. All right. Go Bears!